What up, what up, what up? You're now tuning in to another episode of the Intellectual Property Podcast. I am your host, Dallas Alexis, and I'm joined by the beautiful, luxurious Ty Turner. I'm just a Brooklyn girl. Don't even listen to him. He's tripping me. <laughs> no, you're all luxurious. Just, just, a, just a Brooklyn girl, Miss Flatbush, 1996. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she, she being modest. Wow. And, um... And <laughs> that's a Gmail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and in the building today, we, we got we have some dope people like trailblazers, trendsetters, um, seal like glass ceiling breakers, icons of the game, Brooklyn Ooh. Kings, Brooklyn like, Kings. Yeah, I think I'm I humbled. like that. I'm humbled. By I like that. You like that? So. You know that, that introduction is fire. Love it. No, there's that. more. I mean, we got we got Carlito Haciano. A we definitely got Carlito Haciano. And we got Al from the Block Association. Brooklyn. The one and only. The one and only. Brooklyn's finest. I mean, you know what I'm saying? This is like a Brooklyn thing, actually, yeah. if you think about Everybody it. Everybody from BK. Oh, yeah. man. Listen, I love that intro. Like We're, we're, yeah. we're really excited. Now we really just want to get into got the me story. Hyped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean. So, so, so y'all tuning into the uh, uh, summer sessions, right? This is uh, you know, a special uh, uh, episode, part of the uh, summer sessions uh, series. And... Um, I thought it was only right that we have these guys kick it with us because they fucked up a bunch of summers in New oh York, my right? Oh, did they? How many summers in a row, guys? We was trying to think of how many summers y'all fucked up in New York? I mean... Y'all killed how many summers? We talking about Block Association history or we talking about like... <laughs> <laughs> Not crime history. That's the next... That's Together. another podcast. Oh, Co- wow. Collectively, um, with, we're starting from 1998 where Haciano and Ramsey Race emerged. Oh, that's right. So, so was, that's from 1998. And then... Um, the the block association the next era was basically 2009 2010 that's basically that new era came in so from 98 through 2009 it was Haitian and Ramsey racing so that's crazy. so for all of y'all that's listening we flipped the game we actually were two different entities joined together disappeared came, came back, back. Yeah. as one entity and still changed the game well, well, before we even go into that, I want I want people to be able to identify who you guys are and what you're known for doing. I know a big part of the platform that you guys have created is Fashion 500, right. which is huge to me. Like, we don't have a platform as far as black creatives that allows us to be celebrated. And you guys celebrate everyone from stylists to photographers to influencers. And I just got to clap it up for y'all, Thank man, you. because... If Vogue isn't talking about us, then who would? You know, and, and you guys put this together, what, 10 years ago, if that? Yep. yep. Right? Yeah. About yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. And and just said, hey, let's celebrate the black creators we know that are doing things, movers and shakers. And I, I definitely got to just give you guys a lot of appreciation for that because Thank you. Well, that a, goes a, above a and A brief beyond. history behind that was yeah. a lot of things are delegated to us, meaning that, you know, the higher ups say, hey, this is black. History Month, mm-hmm. or this is Black Music Month. Yeah. So we wanted to take the power into our own hands, and we was like, yo, there's nothing for our contributions in fashion at all. And we're, you know, pioneers, and we're definitely culture pushers as far as Absolutely. when it comes to the way we dress, you know, style, everything, the way we talk. So I was like, yo, why don't we just do a movement, Black Fashion Month? And that caught on. We actually were like, yo, April is Black Fashion Month. And so the Fashion 500 was the accumulation of everything that we were planning for that month. And that was a celebration at the end of the month of us, basically. So dope. I was actually at that event. That's actually the last time I saw you guys. Um, great event. And you kind of, you honored this, this, this beautiful oh, lady sure. over here to my left. She was one of the honorees that I, night. I definitely was this We year. wouldn't you know? be here if we didn't honor her. She was like, yo, I could put y'all on this hot podcast, but I need to see you in the room. <laughs> give a take, baby. No, Word. No. Yo, when you got dudes nice. like emailing you, knocking at your door, like, yo, my girl Ty need to see something. <laughs> 
I'm like, yo, how'd you even get my address? You know I'm, in a, I'm in a barbershop getting a haircut. And they're right. like, yeah. listen, son, I'm going to mess up your, your hairline. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get tied in this. And the Money took the razors out of the barber yeah. hand and was like, yo, son, yeah. you, want your, you want your cut finished? You have to. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast forward yeah. even before the um, Black Association. So I'm going to give us kind of give you a kind of history with us. Let's yeah. timeline it, Lito. Right. Yeah. So, um you know, from 1998 to 2005, we were pretty much known for doing a lot of weekly events. Okay. You know, like, Give me some of those weekly events. What uh, were some of those? Of, of course, like Etoile. Of course, the big LQ, Magic oh, City Sundays. LQ. And we're also big for one us. But my partner here, he's the creator of the white shirt, blue jeans. And, <gasps> I oh, wow. I so, forgot about that. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Of course. So I'm pretty sure everybody knows about Ramsey Racing and the white shirt, blue jeans. That was pretty much uh, a big, big event yeah. in nightlife. Huge. It was huge. huge. Yeah. So, you know, he's the person that I always tell him that he's supposed to get some residuals off of that brand <laughs> because it's been used all around the world, but he's the actual creator of white shirt, blue jeans. We gotta get everything mm -hmm. he thinks about trademark. Now. Yeah. Right. I, I had a conversation with Ouija and he, he, he broke it down for me. He, told, he, he definitely brought you up and, and he said like you were definitely instrumental in creating that brand and Stony Brook and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wow. absolutely. Let's chop it up. Give it Thank up for Al yeah. real Thank quick. You. That's yeah. crazy. And it was funny because during the time, you know, nightlife, you had to dress up yeah. wherever you went to. Mm -hmm. And so me being, you know, a rebel, I was like, yo, what would be dope? That's the total opposite of everybody dressing up. So mind you, you know, venues weren't letting you even come in the building unless they knew your crowd yep. was a dress up crowd. Yeah. So finally, you know, we got a venue that agreed, actually agreed to doing the whole white shirt, blue jeans. What thing. venue was that? American Park, right? um, American Park, right? American Park. American Park Cafe. Yes, this, this whole bag over here, Dallas. Yeah. yeah. Know. <laughs> he knows. He knows. He was there them nights. I mean, nights. don't get it twisted. I had my wife be the no bra in jeans, yeah. too. I was at the party. I was at the party, Yo, too. Those parties used to be so crazy, right? Yeah. I'm going to let you finish out. Like, there was there was a back door right at the American Park, yeah. right? Yo, funny enough, <laughs> I was oh just God. about to mention oh. that. Yo, so like, you had to be dressed a certain way to get into y'all events, right? So, you know, so dudes just be dressed, but then there was dudes that used to come with like jerseys and dress wild. Yep. And like, you would always see people like a whole crowd sneaking through yes. the back door. Yep. Like it used to yeah. be wild. Like, yep. yo, it was crazy. So it, Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. It, it took off bigger than we even, you know. It was it, huge. Yeah, it was huge. Yo, we had at one time where the venue actually had to rent tents to set up outside just to accommodate extra people i remember that yeah that that era is just priceless because um the reality is you literally had to be out to be seen mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so you literally had to drive to the city get in your car or however you get in transportation and meet people you you didn't have the the, the no cell phones media. you had the social media you actually had to go to the bar and get a pen of paper and it's like right. you know, put the number, number on on yeah. the napkin yep. and you hold on to that napkin real tight like yo listen I just met this young lady last night y'all got it on napkin that was the interaction now it's like you know you could swipe you on IG and Tinder whatever yeah. it is mm -hmm. so, um match.com whatever <laughs> yeah. and you can meet somebody just laying in your crib you had to drop on tickets had, yeah back then you had to dress yeah. you had to yeah. look people had to see you physically to know that yeah. you even exist yeah. Yeah. now it's just like you know it's a whole different area the, the era is priceless this is what I want to do uh, Lito and then then I want to go to I want to go to Al right um, let's start with the timeline right um, tell me what was the inspiration for you to get into uh, becoming a night uh, nightlife influencer slash promoter, and what was your first event? Give me that timeline. Um, actually, my first event was my birthday party, and um, my, this young lady, this young lady came to me, offered me. She's like, "Hey, um, I had this venue. Um, does your birth? When's your birthday?" I was like, "Oh, my birthday's actually coming up in two, three weeks." She's like, "Yeah, if you want this venue, I'll give it to you free, and we'll charge twenty dollars, and we can split the proceeds." Wow. So me. Being naive, I don't know you anything. Know what it was. I didn't know what it was. I was like, all right, cool. I'll just invite people out. So, three to four hundred people show up, and they pay twenty dollars. 
Uh, I walk out the venue with like four thousand dollars. I'm like, wow, this was just this nice. by accident. Like, <laughs> couple like, pairs oh, of J's with yeah. this. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is my trip money. I'm about to go to the Super Bowl with this. Yep. Cool. I'm gonna go President's All Weekend Star for All Star Weekend. weekend. Yep. I got the got the money. So from right then and there, I was just like, oh, okay, I may may have something. So I just started really taking it um, more seriously when I um, met Ouija from Ramsey Racing. Yeah. So we sat down collectively and said, hey, listen, um, you got a crowd. I got a crowd. Let's put it together. But let's create a tour mm-hmm. right we're gonna do from winter all the way throughout but we're gonna do we're gonna be consistent by doing events so people respect us and see the consistency so we did about 12 events wow like literally and but we did it where we did it in 12 different venues mm-hmm. so we're setting out a tour in new york city and just really to introduce our clientele to the city because at that time you wasn't going to the city yeah. unless somebody put you on yeah, to it somebody had to put you yeah you're not gonna know about the venue slate or capital yeah. or you know any That's of those venues unless somebody puts you onto it. So we were those people that really bring people into the city. Like yeah. you know, I remember doing a, a my, one of my birthday parties at Metronome. They never heard of Metronome. Metronome, yeah, crazy, exactly. Right? We so have to put out a playlist or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe so, we could do that. So we're, we're bringing the clientele in, and they like they like wow, this is incredible. So automatically they're looking at us like. Yo, these are the gods of nightlife right yep. now. Yeah. Like they just put me in a prime time spot, great clientele, sexy, great music and everything. So those are just kind of those things where we just want to just keep on doing it. Then from there branch off to doing bigger other things. So from there, because we established, then we started getting into the celebrity lane. Ah. So the celebrity lane is where me and the gentleman, Magic City Sundays. So Magic City Sundays was the spot. The problem. Who was, who was problem. DJing at the time? Problem. Did you guys have like a resident DJ? At that DJ? time, which is crazy. Yeah. At that yeah. time, our house DJ. Yeah. Because I need pictures. I need visuals. Our house DJ at that point in time was DJ Self. DJ Self? And DJ and DJ me. Self of Love mm-hmm. and Hip Hop. Yes. Right. Those were mm-hmm. our house weekly DJs. Wow. Yeah. And the, I, I mean, and did you say DJ Envy from yeah. The Breakfast Club? Yes. Wow. Those were our houses. So these were guys that, you know, of course they were known at that time, but they weren't, of course, the peak that they are right now. And so that just kind of like, we had a machine going on celebrities. I mean, machine went to the point where we had... You know, Sierra, Missy Elliott, um, Cuba Gooding Joe. I'm like, any top A-list artist at that time they was coming through. to that Yeah, party. we had a beautiful that. formula because what we would do was anytime, you know, this is back when, you know, record companies were kind of falling back from doing album release parties. Yes. So we would contact the audience and go, yo. What's good? What's good? Like, we'll fly you out to New York and do your album release yeah. party, you know? Or we were the people where, all right. Take example, we had a T.I. story. T.I. comes into town, and he's like, yo, what's popping? You know, who, who do I go to and everything? So they're like, yo, you got to see these guys. These guys run in New York City on Sundays. All right, um, you know what? Let me give him a call. He gives us a call. He's like, yo, I want to come down. I want to perform. So we're like, yo, how much you want to charge? At that time, this yeah. price is incredible, what I'm about to tell you. It was $1,500. That's it? That's Wait, it. And he's telling half of the story because the same $1, night. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> that you same can't even night, get a walkthrough for 1500 Exactly. That same night that T.I. performed, we were supposed to have Fabulous birthday party. Ah. But Fabulous missed his flight, so T.I. contacted us was like, yo, I'm, I got a hot single right now. Right. So not only does he do a single, he performs like eight, nine songs for fifteen hundred. <laughs> the whole night. The whole night. The whole night. The whole night. Yeah. Wow. So those legendary events like that, they'll never happen again like that. But no. we have we have a million of them like that. So then the timeline. So once we got into the celebrity thing, that started dying out. Yeah. You know, the internet and everything. All these magazines, they stopped making money. So the celebrities stopped coming into town. So. Um, like you said, we took a little hiatus, a little break, just kind of figure out the formula. Then we got into the Black Association, and we started doing day parties. Now, mm. so the beginning of the day parties, we were being laughed at. And yeah. I'm telling you, being laughed at because people were thinking we were crazy to do a party starting at 12 p.m. 12. to 8 p.m. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Let me ask you a question, Lito. On the Lord's Day. The thing about the day parties, right? Um, it wasn't a thing in New York, but it was it was something that was very popular out of town. Definitely, yeah. Miami, New in the Orleans, e- definitely, even in L.A. Mm-hmm. But, but it definitely know, but, wasn't something but, that was popping in New York. But you know why, though, right? That. Now, why is that? Because other states 
their nightlife hours are much shorter than ours. Yeah. Mm. So they come out earlier and they have to enjoy that time span. They can do longer hours during the day yeah. than we can during the night. So ah, I never thought about that. So we started doing um, these day parties and the first year it was like it was kind of like cool blood baths. <laughs> like sexy bloodbath. Yeah. I, I need um what do you mean by that? So meaning like the room would look beautiful yeah. but we weren't making any money uh, because people weren't believing it into right. it. So but what happened was we were just getting a thousand women coming to the events because they're like, all right, yo, it's day party. I get to eat, I could drink, I get nice, and then I could still get home and go to work, no problem. Be in bed by eleven o'clock. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Like a good girl. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> So it took a while for the guys to, uh, to catch on. Yeah. The moment the guys caught on and was like looking at the clientele, women is coming in the venues and we're consistent, yeah. that's when it took off. So now we're like, okay, let's going to add some themes to these situations. Mm-hmm. So we started doing rooftops. We started doing dinner, um, um, day parties. We started doing all types of things. Vanilla Sky. Vanilla, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Vanilla, Vanilla Sky. Sky. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of those See? things caught on a big real, time. A real hoe. Yeah. A real hoe right here <laughs> yeah. in the streets. What kind of clicked for us was <laughs> this was around a time where I think Havana Outpost had just popped off. Yeah. yeah. So okay. Havana Out- Outpost was, you know, consistently flooded with our people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the vibe was not there. You know, they you know, they keep the volume level of the music at a certain minimum. Yeah, to make mm-hmm. the neighborhood so, happy, I think. Right. Yeah. And so as promoters, you're looking at it as, yo, that's a lane right mm-hmm. there that yeah. we could fulfill. And we you know, the void we decided like, yo, why don't we just, you know, take what we were applying to the nightlife to day parties took off from there. Took off. And so now everybody on earth does a day party. So it's just yeah. like now we're trying to figure out, okay, what's the next formula? What's the, the next, next thing we could do? Because, you know, we did the day party situation. Now it's definitely exhausted mm-hmm. and it's like it's just so yeah. saturated. But, you know, at that point in time when we started doing it for like a good five years stretch, yeah. mm-hmm. we literally had every single, we were doing an event at a different venue every thing week. on the table. Yeah, that's what he was trying to tell you. It's not the lunchroom. Well, we'll have uh, you got it right, too. see. But, but but I want to ask you a quick question. Like, you know, you guys have had the experience of creating the blueprint for nightlife and daylife. Which one do you prefer? What do you think had more legendary moments? Woo! Yo, to be honest, that that's that's yeah, right. Nothing like that nightlife. Nothing Nothing like that New York City nightlife back then, not now. Back then, right? Not now. Back then, I think actually they're about even. Like we made some, yeah, because with nightlife, it was the era that we were doing it in because we literally sat in a room similar to this, and we would plot out who the next celebrity would be bringing in for Sundays. Interesting. And so there was nothing really like that at the prices that we were getting. And, like, you can't even say right now what club can you show up and you know definitely it's going to be that element I was just going to say. Can't do it. Can't do it. Unless it's a strip club. That's what was getting celebrities after, you know, the nightlife. But... The daytime, like the uh, the uh, volume of people we're getting for daytime, and we were doing a rooftop tour, mind you. Yeah, I remember. Called Top of New York, and that was that was epic. Like I remember scenes as though it was like a movie in my head when That's I crazy. think about the day parties. That's too. crazy. I think for me, definitely the nightlife. Like I was able to really um, get a lot of contacts, experience, great relationships. I traveled. Like, you know why I, I go by the nightlife? Like, there was a lot of people that got married from my parties. Really? There was a lot of people who had kids of from my parties. parties. You know what I mean? It's a lot of That's relationships. Fair. You know what I mean? So I've been to a million destinations. I've been to Jamaica, Turks and Caicos. All of all the Caribbean, Just off of destination weddings from people meeting at my events. And That's then, of dope. course, I've had the other side where, like, yo, why you introduce me to my baby moms? <laughs> you know, like, that bitch you know, crazy. Yeah. Like, I blame you, nigga. I blame yeah. you. I met at your event. Yeah. You know what I mean? You had to do the introduction. Like, you know what I mean? So, nightlife, I definitely got um, most of that um, from nightlife. You know what it was, too? Like, um, I had this conversation with Ouija uh, last week, right? And we were talking about, um, like, that era, right? And, like, the Ramsey Racing parties. Ramsey Racing, Haitiano, and stuff that y'all did together. Like, those, those events were kind of, like, 
not not networking, but it was kind of like everybody there at those parties were kind of like uh, was a microcosm from from Brooklyn, Harlem. It mm-hmm. was like everybody kind of like knew each other, or there was always like six degrees of separation somewhere. So right. like everybody kind of either went to school together yes. or knew somebody that went to that school. They went yeah. to high school. You know, we worked together. We live in the same block. It was kind of like a meeting place, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, uh, of like all of like, like, like young millennials yeah. at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know but, what I mean? But the room was filled with quality people. People who are about something. Absolutely. Yes, people absolutely. are positive. People are trying to enhance their life. And like you said, it's a meeting ground. Like, yo, what you doing? Mm-hmm. Yo, I got this popping over here. Let's you want to get it to let's connect. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you we're putting those type of people in that, that same room at the same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. So that, like, you'll never, ever heard of a fight in a Haitian I was just gonna say that never because that's like that's like taboo like yo what are you doing fighting at these guys part are you crazy right Right now you're embarrassing yourself right now it never happened because everybody we know everybody like yo you're not gonna embarrass my me in these guys' parties. So there's a respect yeah. level there's a respect attached level. to it. That That's doesn't true. happen too much these days. People just wild out and fight. They don't care. Right. It's like, you know, I'm just hitting this guy ahead with a bottle. There's yeah. no respect anymore. But back then, it was definitely a respect. I was going to ask that, like, if there were any setbacks to, like, doing promoting in the nightlife and, you know, or or issues with club promote club owners or oh, the cops, oh, that's New York City cops. You know what I mean? I mean, like for for me, I came into the game kind of different. I didn't have that, you know, that college um, background as far as promoting. Like yeah. I was doing stuff out of my crib, mm-hmm. you know. And then after a while, somebody was like, "Yo, maybe you should like venture out and do something in the clubs." Yeah. And so my first, um, I think. Venture, I was doing something. I did a, a lingerie party for uh, Valentine's Day. Lingerie parties. Yeah, cool. and it turned really wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me ask you a question, bro. How big was your crib, man? So I used to do stuff out of my crib. Yeah, like- <laughs> um, I had, the, you know, one floor of a brownstone, and it, oh, would, okay. it was... And that's why I had to start doing it out of that. So. Okay, okay. But um, I think, you know, shout out to Patty Laurent. She was the Patty one. Patty Laurent. Yeah, yeah, was dope. yeah shout man, out to her. She, she was the her. one, you know, I was introduced to her by Joe Styles. Uh-huh. Joe Styles. Okay. And yeah, um, she, he was like, yo, you got to meet this dude. This dude just is a visionary as far as his ideas. He has a concept, I think, that you would really um, put on you know, to what they're doing. And so my only stipulation when I spoke to Patty, because she didn't get it at first, mm-hmm. you know, and it was the white shirt, blue jeans concept. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, I, you know, I've been scouting this dude, Goldfinger, DJ Goldfinger. Goldfinger. And I was like, yo, I, I, I need so him sick. on my party. And she was like, yo, I manage him. Oh, randomly. So you didn't even know. I didn't even know. I was wow. like, wow. Because he was hot at um, Club New York at the time. Yes. yes. And I was like, and, yo. And um, Lotus. Lotus. He was really yeah. big at yes. Lotus, too. Big time. Uh-huh. Remember Lotus? Sundays, yeah. Sundays at Lotus was Ooh. incredible. Goldfinger was popping, man. Goldfinger. And I think he was, was at Cheetah, too. Yeah. But uh, um, back kind of like what you were saying about the business side. Yeah. So you know that era back in the days, you know, it was all promoters. You you couldn't just walk into a venue and say, "Hey, I want to book it." You actually had to come in with a suit. You had to have okay. your resume. You had to be professional because you know um, back then a lot of venues were a little bit you know scared about yeah, hip hop, you know, urban parties. So you had to really come correct. So once you did get a venue, yeah, pretty much everybody saw that like, okay. They got a brand new dope venue. They they must have put some work into it. We I gotta go to this, and it's something brand new. So for us, our main thing was, you know, we want to do something fresh every single time yes, because yes. everybody likes new stuff, no matter what. Yeah. So we're gonna just keep giving everybody something new the venue. So the the major problems we would always have with venues at that time was just maybe bar guarantees. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was kind of situations where, all right, if if you know we got a ten thousand dollar bar guarantee, you should be staffed for that. Right. So you know some venues would just staff low, so they kind of like stick you. Uh-huh. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that that was one of those tricks back in the days is mm-hmm. like trying to stick you, or kind of like, all right, if if there's gonna be a snowstorm, right? Yeah. yeah. You see 
there's going to be a snowstorm. Wouldn't you let that go? Why would you give me a, a bar guarantee? No, it's a snowstorm. Like, let it go. Right. Some venues won't care. They're like, you know, snowstorm, you're not going to yeah. get a great outcome. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah. t- take a loss. Or like, bring it down. Bring it bring down it to down. like maybe work two grand or something. Right. Like, work with me. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, those are kind of like losses that, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of promoters kind of like have the same story. And then, of course, the major one is kind of like the third party getting a venue with another promoter yes. that you may not trust yes. 100%. So mm-hmm. like me, I've always been the person to go get the venue. And then whoever I'm doing a party with, here's the contract, everything's put out. So you but lock it in first. I lock it in before first. Before even a conversation. Before even a conversation because I don't want to be the third party person and to find out there's some, you know, under the table situation uh-huh. going on and that's happened. Uh-huh. It yeah. is. Interesting. Yeah. He, he didn't even touch on, there's a, another underbelly to the whole promoting thing when it first started is because there used to be booking agents. You used to have to go through a dude Mainly a white guy or something, yeah. and he would book the venue for for you under his name because he's the white face. But yeah. you would have to cut him a percentage. Wow, up front, yo, do you yeah, do you front. guys hear up this? Front. Yeah, you, up like front. that's crazy. crazy. I would have never so, thought of that. Yeah, definitely. there were actually some white promoters that were culture vultures that were taking advantage of black promoters, knowing. We couldn't get venues. Do you mm. So they would ride the coattails of the black promoters, show up, mm. you know, because they love the culture, of get course. their percentage, and, and be dip. cool and be cool with it. Wow. No contributions. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So those scenarios is kind of like what led us to doing parties on Sundays because we like, all right, uh, in New York City, Sunday through Thursday, you get the best deals from any venue. Okay. You can literally just tell them whatever you want. So we used to go on Sundays and tell the venue, all right, listen, um, um, we don't want no bar guarantee. We want 20% from zero. And after 20000 we want 25%. Those are unrealistic numbers. Uh-huh. Those venues, they've never heard that before because mm-hmm. they don't think that could be done. Mm-hmm. So we were killing these restaurants, like <sighs> destroying these restaurants. <laughs> To the point, there was one restaurant that we killed so bad. They owed us money. They they owed us no. money. Yeah, yeah, they owed us like six, seven thousand dollars. Right, we had to do another party in one of their establishments so they could pay us. Yeah. that's how bad that the deal that they signed with us because yeah. they thought at the time like there's they no way these guys gonna do that. Somebody's coming out on a Sunday. Coming out on a Sunday, but they didn't know. So that's football just... season. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But we were creating a great reputation for ourselves because we would have the waitresses speak highly of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They would be like, yo, you got to work. You know, because they work at different venues. So they would be like, yo, they would co-sign and go, yo, you got to put these yeah. guys in the building. I make great tips when they do parties. Yeah. Security, yo, it's never been a fight. Yo, you got to mm-hmm. put these guys in the So from the under up. We were yeah. getting recommendations, so the owners would be like, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, we would walk into meetings, and owners would go, I heard of you guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do something. That I need that energy need inside that. my penis. Build yeah. it. Let me tell you something. Um, I'm just going to start from now and maybe go back maybe 10 years, right? And I'll tell you some of the events that kind of uh, stick out in my mind. Oh, okay. I've, um, Lito, you know, I've been to, like, all the stuff. From the '90s, late '90s, kind of dating myself, but <laughs> I've, I've, I've been to a lot of y'all stuff. But I'm, I'm just gonna think off the top of my head some stuff that I can remember um, from recent memory. Um, DL, yes, the white part is at the DL. Oh, uh, Vanilla yeah, that Sky, was dope. Mm-hmm. Vanilla Sky, um, dope. Yeah, I did a, a New Year's Eve party in Brooklyn. <sighs> Right off of Franklin, it was on oh, Franklin, Franklin and Dean. Yeah. Franklin and Dean. That was cold. Yeah, that yeah. was. That no, was it was Ill. really cold. Really? Y'all did, yeah, y'all did that for a couple of years. It was cold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That Ooh. shit was yeah, yeah, crazy. Touching on some key yeah. key um, joints right um, now. The Ainsworth. The Ainsworth, absolutely, which was a super dope venue, and that's what I loved about them. Like you guys would promote or create these parties at these new venues that I've never never been at, and I would never go because I'd be like, uh, like I wouldn't even know. It's not even my radar. Meanwhile, I might be walking past it every Every day day. on my way to work. Yeah, Yeah. because that's the thing about New York. Slate, right? Slate's probably been open for like fifteen years, longer than that, bro. Probably maybe even longer than that, and people never heard of Slate. Yeah, which is crazy. Let but me tell you about Slate, Lito. We used to go to Cheetahs, right? Uh, and there was a spot across the street from Slate called Duvet. Duvet. 
through Vega, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, Slate, and, and Taj is right next to Slate, right? Yeah. Slate was one of those places, and correct me if I'm wrong, Slate was one of those places, they ain't let black people in there. Oh, really? Nah. It was strictly a white boy spot where you had to dress up nice. Yeah. Yep. I'm talking about like with suits and everything. So like, we'd be in line at Taj and we see like, oh, okay, that's Slate, that's the white boy club. We ain't never getting in there. <laughs> right, right. So you right? See- you see that? But, but it's been around forever. But forever. I, I clearly remember Slate dude used to be preppy white boys dressed in suits. And yep. And you see that? Like, so when we see that, what you just saw, we go those venues. Yes, we think we, the opposite. We think the opposite. Like, yo, we going in this venue. We're yeah. going to let them see us. So we walked into Slate and we told them, hey, listen, we want to do a day party on a Sunday. We did it um, before New Year's. It was a brunch called the Power Brunch. So we do the Power Brunch. Make them crazy amounts of money. So the next conversation, he goes. Um, so I asked him, I say, "What do you guys do for Super Bowl?" Now Slate, a big venue, a sporting venue. Thanks, fly too, nice right? fly. I said, Super "What do you guys doing for Super Bowl?" They said, "Yo, we don't have anything planned for Super. Bowl. Nobody does anything for Super Bowl here." We was like, "What? <laughs> you don't do nothing <laughs> here for Super Bowl?" So we destroy it. Yeah. So then that's we've been with them. For the last Forever. eight, nine years, yeah. just off of wow. that. Yeah. And that's just Super from Super Bowl asking. was like our New Year's Eve yeah. because we literally, for a Super Bowl party, used to do table reservations yeah. for the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. And we were getting great like halftime shows with Beyonce and a couple of other yeah. acts. Of those, so yeah. that, that, like he said, destroyed the building. But yeah. the, the main thing, our main thing for um, parties is really we love exciting our clientele we love making people happy we love creating memories we love just creating relationships that's mm-hmm. that's my thing you know i i love to be able to go everywhere and you know be connected to people some way somehow or yeah. they're connected with me because they know like hey listen I, I know these guys they have a great reputation like man when we walk in the streets always love no yeah. matter what borough yeah, yeah no matter what borough bronx queens Brooklyn, Staten, well, not Staten Island. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Staten Island. Shout out to Staten Island. But we don't give it no respect. Nah, it's not so at all. Yeah. <laughs> I know what it is about Staten Island. Force some diesels from Staten Island. And Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. So, yeah. you know, but, but you know what it is about Staten Island? It's just it's just so far. It's like a whole yeah, nother, like, definitely. Nah, state come almost. on. And they put dudes the, are, that's where they dudes dump the party in New Jersey and Philly. But they not going to Staten Island. Would y'all throw a party out there? I mean, depending on the venue, like, yo, if people can go get on a ferry to go to Liberty um, for the VU thing or something else, or Governor's Island, or even, you know, shout out to um, Curl Fest for even- Shout out to Curl Fest, For them to do something out at Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Why not? So it can happen to Staten Island. Why not? It can't. For me, if, it's if, it, if it, it has to be attached with a pool, that's, that's, that's the only way no I'm doing Carlito, that. Guys, that's yeah. a no yeah. for Carlito. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it'll be fly? Like if you find like this, like a wild ass, crazy ass estate, right? And then oh, do a party there. Staff. That'll most get staff. people to come out like yeah, a, yeah. It'll, something different. We, I'm, I'm going to be honest with but you. But they've done that too. They've done estate parties for sure. We did a mansion pool party. Literally a match party, a pool party in Jersey, which is about an hour forty-five minute drive, right? Yeah. yeah. And how was it? He was there. Of course, a few years ago. A few years ago. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I pulled up. I be yep. pulling up, man. And when did we get? Do the- he? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Don't touch me, bro. <laughs> so. We didn't give the address of the place until the night before, like 9 p.m. Oh, wow. So to have about 2,000 people drive an hour and a half to Jersey for this pool party, that was just like, And okay. not know the destination, right. necessarily. No, not at wow. all. They just, they just trust in us. Yeah. yeah. That's loyal. The brand. That's a That's loyal clientele. You know what's wild about that party? Like, it was super far, right? Yeah. Yes. And like, like when you got there, like- Cars was like yeah, parked, parked like miles, miles like away. double parked miles yeah. away, and then mm-hmm. like so you have to park crazy far and then walk, and then when you got there, like cars was like parked on the lawn, double yeah. parked, it was just nuts. But that's the thing about a dope party back then, like you can kind of dictate how how sick the party was gonna be based on the car lineup, yeah. like yeah. The, the parking yeah, right. and the yeah. walk. So as you walk right. into the venue, you two blocks off the venue, and it's hella cars, yeah. Benzes, Beamers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm seeing my Acura, friends in certain cars. I'm like, yo, you like, own this car? Right. This is your car. Yeah, I've been working just, all winter. This, this is your Ferrari, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. All kind of wild ass drop tops. Yeah. All kind of wild forms. Yeah. You know what it was like uh, about parties in those days, especially your parties? Like, you know, like when you do the drive? Yeah. Let's drive to see what it looked like. Right. And if it was a line, yo, yo, let's go park. Right. <laughs> 
we gotta park yeah. up. Yeah. But if it was kind of like, yeah, it ain't popping. Because yeah. you knew if it was popping, if there was a yeah. line outside. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so uh, so funny. The the other major thing, the, um, you know, I know this is a children's show, but the other major influence back then, right? You know, was of course, unfortunately, was the drug influence. Well, mm. I was gonna ask about that. So you know, the the reality is, you know, there was definitely a lot of money flowing in mm-hmm. so that also kind of like transcend into to nightlife so you, normally back in the days you could get somebody to come in and spend three four thousand mm-hmm. dollars on just bottles just like that was just a, a normal thing happening in a lot of nightclubs and everything like that so um that's that's another thing that's changed dramatically i was gonna in, ask in you i want to ask you guys a question about that <clears throat> now do you think new york city nightlife was destroyed by bottle service or like you know what I mean? Like what do you um, think was the better nightlife before I, I, bottle service or I'll, after? I'll take before. this one. Yeah. Before. Definitely before and um I don't think it was bottle service that destroyed New York nightlife. It was real estate. Mm. Now go into real estate because I, I don't all I can comprehend is the bottle service. How does real estate play a part of this? Two ways. One is that a lot of these venues um they they have to pay rent. You know, so for them to stay open, they have to do major numbers at these bars. And then also, you know, as you know, there were no, the the whole mega club of New York started waning off. Right. Mm -hmm. So now you're doing smaller venues, but you're still trying to make the same type of revenue that Mm -hmm. you were doing in the bigger clubs. Mm -hmm. So it goes two ways. Mm -hmm. Now as real estate, as far as the actual space the club is in, they have a lease. And then the real estate in the club. So if you got a bunch of people just doing beer, <laughs> taking up space, you're gonna be like, yo, I gotta kinda have a door person to know, like, yo, it's table service only because I have to make this money right. to pay these people. I have a DJ to pay, maybe two, mm-hmm. I have promoters to pay, I have to pay these bottle girls. Bottle girls, yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is a price. Yeah, so yeah. now Yo, I have to pick and choose who's yeah. the spenders in the club. Oh, so it wasn't yeah. quote unquote bottle service. It was real estate. Real estate. It was real estate you, that killed. You know what it is too? Uh, did y'all used to do a uh, supper club? Yep. On yeah. Fridays and Saturdays. One wow. That was y'all, right? No, no. Every not, once no. in a while. Canard um, and them, Canard, uh, D and Kino, um, Stag. They Patty. used to do Patty. They used to do it every single Friday at seven o'clock. Uh-huh. Okay. But we used to do like one offs. Cool. Right. And I'm a, you used to do uh, Thursday nights at the pier with Patty. Um, once in a while, I used to do one offs with her, but she and I, uh, we used to do a club called Bliss, oh, and it I was yeah, Bliss. it was a Korean spot upstairs, and that jumped off really quick because the first night we did it, we were doing Don Poo's birthday party. Don Poo, shout out to Don Poo, man, Brooklyn yep. Chop Don House. Don Poo doing it, man. Yeah, yeah. it's a nice big time. He's a legend. Mm-hmm. So we did his birthday party, and Ja Rule performed. And it was white shirt, blue jeans. So we combined all three together. That was probably and, a madhouse. Yeah, we turned mm-hmm. it into a weekly after that, and mm-hmm. I was seeing a good hunk of change. Is there is there any <laughs> video footage of stuff like this? Because uh, isn't have, that crazy? I have, I have tons of um, pictures. Yeah, I have Picks. tons of pictures. The only videos I have is like when Video Music Box would film. Yes. That's about it. Yes. So I have definitely videos of Shout parties from there. And we we have video of the first. Black Association events because we actually would used to make videos to promote the event yeah. and then mm-hmm. make a video after. Yeah. Yeah. So the promotional videos before the event had nothing to do with the event. Right. Mm-hmm. It would be a skit or something funny that was relating to it. Mm-hmm. And then we would do the after post event um, videos. But we have footage of that. You know, we have footage when we go on vacation. So. <laughs> that y'all do. <laughs> now, the thing about the bottles, right? Um, this, this is kind of like what I, I kind of noticed about the bottles, right? Like, not I'm, I'm going to try to be modest with this, right? Oh, so, like, me, you know, you know me and my guys. Like, yeah. we used to, I mean, that, that wasn't nothing nothing new, right? Like, we wasn't doing it to stunt, right? Right, like, we used no. to pop bottles, you right? You guys it was, were thirsty. It was, it was, I no, no, it. Yeah, yeah, we were thirsty. <laughs> um, but, but this is the thing. It was kind of, like, fun, right? And not too many people were doing it, right? Right. But I think what happened with the bottle, the, the, the popping bottles things, as time progressed, and like kind of hip hop picked up on it and kind of made it a bigger thing. I think that's when the uh the the venues got hip to like, yo, we could get these. Oh, guys definitely. And, right. and right. overcharge them. Off and then a, okay. then, definitely. That makes sense. Then it got corny. And then I remember going to Providence one night, right? 
and you know pull up to the line this dude comes outside with a a damn bottle menu and say um what, what will you guys be having like yo bro we just pulled up like like it became a scam almost. Uh-huh. Yes. Like to get yes. niggas to overpay for bottles and it, 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 and it got real That's corny. That's what it felt like. It got real corny. So the 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 problem with the bottle situation came in when the sparklers came out. Right. Oh shit. So when the sparklers were attached to the bottles and put people on front street, letting people, everybody in the club knows know that I spent this amount of money on these bottles. That's when it became a gimmick. Right, because it's That's, kind of yeah, like a magnifying glass. Yeah, right. So now, corny. like, if you're a young lady, right, you came to the party, you're chilling, and you see 10, 15 bottles going in this one direction, right? You're like, already. yo... <laughs> Yo, who's <laughs> that? Who's that, that over there? Shout out right. to Stu Diaz yeah. and the crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who's that over there? We're going over there. Yep. And that's basically what it came. It was just sparklers. You know what's funny about those sparklers? sparklers. Shout out to Jim Yo. Jones. Who's like, there needs to be a rule, right? Sparklers. There needs to be a rule. You need to have a a, a, a five bottle Limit, right? uh, <laughs> minimum to put sparklers. I see dudes with one bottle. Of like wine, yeah. But yo, if you do that, you're killing the birthday girl's dreams of sparklers coming out with her bottle. But one bottle, though, yeah. like, you gotta have a birthday. Can we do at least birthday. five or ten bottles? So maybe ten. we make it a gender thing. Like maybe if you're there you a go. guy, a girl could get away with that. There's a limit. There's right. a cap on it. But for women, it's just yeah. you know. This should you be another limit too. And and I'm going to speak to the general population of New York. Fellas, if you're doing bottle service, it must be young ladies accompanying you at the table. Don't do a whole table of bottle service. Ten dudes. And it's ten dudes, <laughs> and you invite zero women to the table. Yeah, I think I no, remember. No, no. If there's ten dudes, there better that. be 20 women yeah. at the table. It better be double. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. me and him... We, listen, it was me and him and like 12 women. Like, this is how yeah. it's supposed to be. If you got all this alcohol, and me and him don't even drink. Exactly. So we got yeah. all this alcohol on the table. Yo, make sure everybody's happy. Make sure all our guests are happy. Right. I've been into parties and I see 10 dudes with another set of 10 dudes. And drink. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah. you could have went to the bar yeah, and had some drink, had some Amstel Light and chilled and yeah. had some wings. Because yeah. for us, you know what I mean? I think because we've been doing it for so long, it's like our mentality is to spread the wealth. Right. We're not yeah. like, yo, right. this is, yo, and a lot of promoters, they do it just so they can be in VIP and show, yo, this is my event. For us, it's like everybody is, yo, we rarely, other than, you know, that section in DL that's literally, you know, sectioned off, yeah. we, don't, we don't do VIP. I barely see you guys in VIP. Why? Like, Why? ever. Right. It'd be different, like, oh, yo, I got Denzel Washington sitting next right. to me. I think I'm going to have to rope this right. off. Yeah. Right. I don't got Denzel sitting next right. to me, so it's all good. Yeah. That's one thing I can say about y'all, like, over the years, like, when you do go to one of your events, it's kind of like, it, it's, it's... Like when I see y'all move, it's all business. Like y'all moving around, like making sure everybody cool, yeah, making sure it, it's. But then, like you said, some promoters they got their shirt off, standing <laughs> on couches. I'm like, yo, you the promoter, facts, facts, like, facts, facts. I'm like, yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know, so I kind of definitely like how you guys kind of like um, keep a professional acumen about you. Uh, you know, when it comes to promoting. Yeah, because we want to be on our A game. Because people come in, they're celebrating their birthdays. They got engagements. Yeah, people have proposed. Right. That they, you know, we've had to set up proposals at yeah. our parties. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, Carlito, I need this or such. You know what I mean? So people, you know, so these intimate moments, we got to be on our mm-hmm. on our A, mm-hmm. a game. Yeah. Also, too, like he said, with the whole birthday celebration. Now, think of the opposite, right? You, you know, trying to get into a nightclub, right? Mm-hmm. You do a birthday party, right? Mm-hmm. And the bouncer is like, you, you, and you, but your uh, homegirl and your homegirl can't. And you're celebrating a birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't happen at a day party. You could come in, your whole crew, do table service, Chill everything. Out. It's none of that. That's another thing I love about you guys, too. And I, I will attest to this. Like, as a young female, um, I'm dark-skinned, I'm chocolate, um, Partying mm. in New York City at certain mm. places, there used to be certain mm. clubs at New in for New York sure. that would kind of like shun the girl of a darker hue, yeah, for because sure. she mm. didn't have that look that they assumed a basketball player, a football player would want to see a girl. And so it would be like, okay, you, you, and you, the light skinned one, 
y'all three go in and you wait out here and I'll let you guys know. I'll get back to you. You know what yeah. I mean? And you mm-hmm. guys have never been like that. I've never seen any kind of that. You guys, and, and your parties are like a hue of beauty, like beautiful shades of women, oh, all we races. We recruit, definitely. You know what I mean? All races, all colors, all sizes. And I just love that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there definitely were some New York City clubs that would definitely be like, nah, we we good on y'all. Y'all, you guys a little too dark. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I think just for that one, that stance alone, that should be acknowledged. I don't know if you know that from a woman's perspective, but that is something that women of darker hues or a certain shape or size may have an issue with when it comes to nightlife. And everybody deserves to party and have a good time. Definitely. So I appreciate that for you guys for sure. Now y'all definitely created uh definitely created a space for at the time like when we were like the young millennials mm-hmm. uh, in that general like you definitely created a space for us to have a place to party. For yeah. sure. Because man. it wasn't too many spaces cuz a lot of spaces that were out there again like Slate was one of them. Yeah. And there were other clubs that like they wasn't letting us come in. They wasn't letting us push yeah. in. You yeah. know so we're, like we wanted to party and spend money and, and and have a good time with you know with like a classy good looking group Holiday of people. Holiday weekend. Yeah. Yep. And like y'all definitely created that that space and that vibe for and, us. And and I think that's what we're trying to continue our legacy where as we get older, you know, we still have the types that, you know, still want to go out and hang out and stuff, but they don't want to feel like they're in an environment where the crowd is too young. So mm-hmm. we, you know, make sure like we keep the maturity level up to a certain standard because, mm-hmm. you know, we still, you know, our parents at our age they didn't wasn't exist. Doing day, day yeah. parties. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ima- imagine your pops going, yo, I'm going out to a day party. Yeah. Yeah. But that, this that's... millennial could say, like, Dad could say, yo, I'm going to, he could say to his child, yeah. I'm about to go to this day party. Yeah, yeah. Our parents, that didn't even exist. Yeah, they were just going to no Haiti way. and that was it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. A rooftop. Rooftop. Well, no, what, rooftop where? 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 Going to house parties. Like we was going to house parties. Like, like you know, but like, it was family, yeah. family stuff. Yeah, yeah, family yeah, stuff. Yeah, family yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, I have a couple of quick questions. I know we're gonna wrap up soon, yeah. but you, I know you got some questions too. So I don't no. know what you want. Let's do a with. quick round. Let's do yeah. a quick round. So let's do a, a shot for yeah, shot. shot for I shot. want to know where do you think the future of nightlife is going right now. No, nah, there really is no future nightlife in New York City. Um, most of the clubs are condominiums right now. So, you know, it's just mm. about real estate. So everything is pretty much going more during the day. The biggest thing in New York City right now is branded festivals. Branded festivals. What I propose as far as nightlife in New York, I think it should be a district, like how other cities have a district, just Ooh. an area, maybe Williamsburg or something where it's just a strip of clubs. And that's where you go. And that's where you go. It's not residential. It's warehouses or big clubs, small clubs, lounges. Buy drinks uh-huh. or get an armband, or even get on the block, something like that. That's, that's what I propose, and that's a good way of not having the neighborhood exactly. try to like yeah. su- yeah. suppress right. you guys. But you know, so wild about that. Um, I think, but the districts would be segregated, right? Because you have there's still a caste and a class system, Absolutely. right? So like people with money want to party in a place where other people with money are right. that that looks like them right mm-hmm. you so break that, up you break it up during the week or, or, yeah. or nights or something right if you yeah. know you know right got you there's like an elite system next question that. um the the future right like as far as evolving the brands and um and and, and yourself as as influencers and, and entrepreneurs like what's the next thing like as far as like for you guys, like what's the next thing? So for us, we definitely want to get into the lane of the the festivals, but we want to include Fashion Five Hundred as one of the you know biggest fashion festival because nice. that doesn't exist. And uh, we we also have something called Concrete Rose, um, basically a champagne festival, which is pretty much um, all inclusive. I love all the inclusive, name. All inclusive. So that's all the champagne you could have throughout the day, type well, of thing. Yeah, you know how other festivals, you still got to buy the champagne once you get in. Of course. The admission has nothing to do with the champagne. But, you know, what we're trying to build is like, yo, you're taken care of. You pay that one price, you're going to get your rosé throughout the day. Oh, that's And dope. a party vibe as well. Yeah. So look yeah. for Concrete Rose. Concrete that's Rose. And, and our next big for that too. our next big project, is we're taking over um, Atlantic City, Bally's and Caesars, um, all of the King Weekend. Nice. So we have some... Some key celebrities. <laughs> I'm pulling That's going to be, I'm pulling out to we that. Know. So um, 
All right, right now is definitely trying to get into big projects, but we want to get into projects that could last forever. Yeah. Right. So like Fashion 500 could last forever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Concrete Rose could last forever. AC, these things could last forever. Where, you know, when we like 60, 70 years old, we don't look corny doing, doing it, it yeah. because it's like it's a big brand and people are going to like, Nobody knows uh, people behind Essence doing the Essence Festival. Yeah. They could be 75 years old yeah. for all we know. But because it's a great brand and it's consistent and they delivering a quality product, that's all we want to do. That's dope. Yeah. dope. <clears throat> and dope. you can bring generations. So it's yeah, like yeah. a dad, exactly. a mom bringing her daughter. Yes. Well, that started already with Fashion 500. I can see, yeah, too. absolutely. That's I'm fully aware of that for all sure. Ages, you yeah. guys have done some really dope stuff. Yeah, definitely. I get flashbacks of all the dope stuff you guys do, the people you're affiliated with, you're DJ Trauma and all that. Like, yeah. He does a trap house. Yeah. I'll see you guys there. And that's another cool thing about you too. Like, I'll see you guys supporting other promoters and other events. And I think Rare. that's so dope. Rare. I think you know, and I'm glad you point that out Man, because I don't know I what's the problem. So a lot of promoters, we only see them at their yeah. events. Right. We don't see them at other people's events at all. We won't see them at the Vuv. We won't see them at certain festivals or anything like that. They just stay in their lane. Us Listen, we want to have a good time also. We're, we're patrons also. Right. And at the same time, we want to meet new people, network, build new relationships. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the whole thing with a lot of promoters, they just only stuck in, they just stuck in their event only. Man. There's a million events in New York. I don't even see them at basketball games. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you don't even go to basketball, you don't go to a Giants game, I don't right. even see them there. But that's what makes you guys different. That's what makes you guys um, actually have lasting and, 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 and kind of, been resilient and kind of like transcended through a bunch of different generations, right? Like you guys been here since the 90s, the early 2000s, the mid 2000s. Like you guys were able to to navigate and flow through a bunch of different generations of nightlife. You guys have been through the different transitions. Because you guys are like hands-on, because you guys are like very um, people-orientated. Also, we love marketing and branding and we kind of see a lane where it doesn't exist and that's Mm -hmm. our thing. Like, you know, with the Ramsey Racing and Haciano era, it was theme parties. Absolutely. Nobody was doing that. Yeah, People were just glad to get a bunch of people out. But we were like, yo, let's push themes. And even into the Block Association era, we were like, yo, theme-orientated. Got it. Got it. How did you guys uh, put the Block Association together? Um, This young man had went away to Atlanta <laughs> after we were doing our, you know, Magic City LQ events, we had a long run. And, you know, if you do the Google on LQ, there was an incident that happened that kind of ended our celebrity Sunday night run there. I remember that. Yeah, so he took a break. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't want to put, you know, any celebrities on blast of why it ended, but he had took a break. And so, you know, me and two other members of the Block Association, Free Speech and uh, LA, we were doing... uh, the first Saturdays after party for the Brooklyn Museum. And so as that was building, um, I just had a bright idea because anybody that's from Brooklyn know that Brooklyn is very segregated. And I'm and I'm not even talking about race. I'm talking about there's Afrocentric Brooklyn. Yeah. There's bougie Brooklyn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's Hood Brooklyn. Yes. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Brownsville. And then there's a, and then there's another subgenre which is now like the Afro punk type of Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yo, I would love to bring Brooklyn together. So I reached out to everybody that I was cool working with. And so, you know, we was like, yo, let's form a unit and just do bigger things that smaller units couldn't do. And it went back to like, yo, let's find venues. So he caught word of it. And I was like, yo, son, I need you on this team. I need you to bring you back out of retirement Mm -hmm. and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And me and him, we work excellent together. So it just expanded from that. So the whole thought about the Block Association is we're Wu-Tang. It's like we do separate projects and then we come together collectively to do it under one umbrella. That's all about collaboration. That's like Voltron. Exactly. That's all about collaboration. Lito, you remember that conversation we had? Which one? Which one? Uh, Palm trees or some palm trees around. Some sand around. On Aruba? 
And, oh. and then we had a conversation about you coming back. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, it wasn't and a that... conversation about the threesome? No, no. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> Ty, you can't be doing that, Ty. Nah, so, like, when I was in my, <laughs> when I was in my hiatus, I was on, uh, yo, I'm clearing up my whole debt and getting my credit up to 700. Oh, that was okay. my whole mindset. Sexy boy stuff. Yeah, so I was like, yo, I'm not doing any events. And once I clear it out, then I'll jump back into it. But, That's dope. He um, had a lot of women after him, too. So that was part of it. Yeah. So he went into hiding. So he's running. I'm still in yeah. court Damn. cases now for that. Because yeah, once they know that you're in an event, they was like, I'm going to get up. I was gonna say, like, as a promoter and a well-known, well-known oh, we won't promoter. talk about that on this. On okay, this. we no, won't we do won't that. That's a whole other segment. <laughs> yeah, we no, could no, do that. No, go ahead. Ask you question. do guys have? I mean, you guys do have a following when it comes to females and Big time. you know, relation, past relationships and situations like that. Has has that always been kind of? something awkward to juggle because here you are you kicking it with a chick then you ghosted her but now she could show up at your party at any oh, given moment course. tune into the next podcast that's a whole hour mm-hmm. yeah. so Dallas Jones yeah. that was a dope question that's a dope question I we commend you for that we might that you, you might we might get sued on that one so we're gonna just hold on that one but that's yeah. a, that's a whole me, other guys, lane I'll, I'll yeah. tell you now we're gonna speak about that on the second half that we do of this podcast but one thing before we go because I know you mentioned the the dl so uh, this is another situation about being too popular so okay. you know we used to destroy the dl Absolutely. like bottom to top so dl is the first venue that ever said to us that listen you guys are too big for oh, this venue really we can't allow you wow. to come back mind you we're doing fifty thousand dollars sales in the venue but because of the community board Saying, "Oh, listen, we can't have these guys in here. Yes. Like they're shutting down the neighborhood. Because you People know, black around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like double parking. Yeah, they like music loud. Exactly. So they miss us. They like, yo, these come guys bought. No, yeah. we can't come back. They couldn't come back. So we can't come back. That's right. something that really touched because it's on like too, they'll let orders. they'll let Joe Schmo in there, right? Let Joe Schmo because they know Joe Schmo's gonna give them some money, but not a lot of money, but not a lot of um." Hecklingness also, gotcha. you know what I mean. So, like, take example, and you know, um, everyday people, um, another venue that used to do DL, so they would do Saturdays and we would do Sundays. You know what I mean? So already that venue is like, oh, yo, we get too much traffic at the venue, and we're the actually two brands that are not in that gotcha. venue anymore. Yeah. That's what I want to do, guys, because like again, yo, this could be a marathon conversation. I know. This is what I want to do, uh, Lido. Li- Leave the people your your social, how they can get in contact with you and what you got coming up next. Al, you do the same, and then we'll just wrap this up. Damn, um, my Instagram handle is Carlito Haciano. Um, we have the... Actually, we have an event tomorrow called Bloom at Bedford Manor. That's uh, we have Baywatch 4 coming up also. When, when is that? Baywatch um, that's going to be... You wanna, she want to know about the pool party. <laughs> she want to <laughs> <yeah. laughs> show off that hot girl... <laughs> Hot, hot girl, girl summer. summer. You, you mean hot auntie body. summer? <laughs> she want to show off that body. So it's going to be either August 31st or September 1st. Ah, so, so it's like a, a farewell, farewell summer. Exactly. You know exactly. What I mean? yeah, That's definitely. dope. That's so, dope. and um, we have some, um, um, we're going to start incorporating Fashion 500 with some real fashion dinner parties. So mm-hmm. that's something dope. that we're going to do in the, in the fall. Really bring out the, the sex in the city's high-end restaurants. Yeah, and then, you know, we're going to be working on Refresh AC for Mother of the King weekend. Oh, man, yeah. that's, a, that's a crazy line. I'm going to pull up. Already. I'm going to pull up. You always pull up. Bro. So oh, one of the other things, too, we're starting a trend. We're going to do a boyfriend reveal parties. Boyfriend reveal parties? Or baby father reveal parties well, as well, too. I'm sorry, what that mean? Meaning that if you don't know who your homegirl is or home, and they're dating someone, we're going to do reveal parties where they just, bah, you know, this, is, <laughs> this is my boo. Are you serious? Yep. And then if you don't know your baby father, we're going to have two dudes, Curtin. Yo. Yo, he's he just joking, but he's the, a fool. The, 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 once again, the reality <laughs> is so these much. experiences happen. You know, people are meeting at our events, yeah. and once we get to the baby shower, yep. it's only a solo situation. Gotcha. Yeah, so gotcha. you know, um, you know, okay. we're not happy about no. that. I think, tr- tr- I think that's a prices moment. Trendsetter yeah. stuff, man. Uh, Al, what can people find you at, man? Like, where can yeah. they find you? Um, what you want? You want LinkedIn? You we want, want Facebook? MySpace? Oh, I give you my Black Planet too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm the M Report. 
on Instagram. And he's so, a dope photographer, y'all. Yeah, just, you'll just see mad you know, photography on my page. If you want to hire me trades. out for some boudoir type of photos or anything, I'm your guy. Um, videos I shoot as well. Yeah. Um, and of course, The Block Association. That's another handle of ours. Yep. Um, and also The Fashion 500, too. Absolutely. That's another one. Man, I, I have an idea. I hope that maybe really soon we could put out a playlist and you guys can curate a cool playlist. Oh, we have that already. That you know that yeah, rocked true. your clubs yeah, no doubt. in the past. You no know doubt. what I'm saying? Yeah. Up, oh, yeah. also, we do Caribbean Social every single Friday oh, after yes, work. Yes, you know, yes, you guys yes. come on down, no, have some drinks on us, some sure. food. You right. know what I mean? We'll the take care. Oxtail is incredible. Out there in gotcha. yes. Salmon is Ty. phenomenal. Yes. Ty, where can the people <laughs> find you at? Um, you can find me at Ty Turner. Uh, you could also find me at the Style High Club, which is my styling company. And then I don't know if you come through Brooklyn, ask about me. I might. You might. You know can find me at the too. club. Ask about me. Ask about me. Or at church. Listen, listen. It was great. This is what's dope. Like as, dope. as we end summer, this is dope. Summer sessions, yeah. summer Shout sessions, out. summer sessions are fire. And we signing off. Dallas Alexis, intellectual Yo, property we taking podcast. Taking us to Netflix next. Summer hey. session. Right. Thank you for listening, guys. Create Thank it. you for listening. Share it. Ow. We out. This is dope. Peace. Peace.